Welcome to the All 49ers Show. We're the All 49ers writers, at least the ones who write every day. Well, Jose does. Sometimes I take days off. Jose Sanchez, I'm Grant Cohn, hardest working beat writer in the business right here, Jose, baby. How you doing, man? Doing all right. I like the cold weather again. We're riding with the, we're riding with this weather. Cold weather. Like country. Let's ride. I know. I like it. Um, so the Niners are two and two. They just won a game. Last week was very negative. This week is very positive. I'm gonna stay negative though, just to be a jerk. Uh, no, you know, I, look. It seems to me the Niners have. They're a bit of a conundrum. Great defense. Coach is an offensive coach, and the question is, how much credit can Kyle Shanahan take for the defense? I mean, should he just rebrand himself as a defensive coach at this point? Seriously though, <laughs> how much credit can he take for this defense? He gets some credit because you're the head coach. Anything that goes successfully comes uh, from your hand, from your mind. Um, you get credit because you installed D'Amico Ryan. It didn't have to be him. It could have been Chris Cassette. It could have been Raheem Morris. I remember when we were all talking about who's going to replace Robert Sala. I remember I wrote an article before Sala even got hired, like the year before. It's like, hey, he's gone after this year. Who are the candidates? Maybe Kasarik. And I just – I don't even think I mentioned D'Amico Ryan. I didn't even know it was possible until then. I think mm-hmm. I mentioned Raheem Morris. And other people and so on and so forth. But you get credit for identifying him to be – because he's clearly is an upgrade by now than Salah. There's no debate. Um, and I loved Robert Salah. He was great for the Niners too in 1920. But now it's like, all right, cool, Kyle. You do great. And maybe he does also have a little bit of some fingerprints on some defensive players. You know, again, it goes by his head. So he gets he gets a, he gets some credit. He does. Not, not everything, but it's like, hey, the head coach, you know, everything's on him. So – Golf clap, Kyle. Good job for making this defense or help being part of this defense being where it's at right now. He definitely puts together a good defensive staff. He gets credit for that. I mean, when he when he hired Salah, I was like, dude, Oops. this guy's never been a coordinator. And then same with D'Amico. But Kyle clearly can sit down, get to know a guy, interview him, and, and realize whether he's going to be a good coordinator or not. So he gets credit for that. Also, I think like maybe the overall philosophy of how the Niners put their roster together where he says, you know, let's – be stronger on the defensive line than the offensive line. Let's be stronger on defense in general because I can scheme up things on offense, although that's debatable. But I think that's his his theory. Like, if he wanted more offensive pieces, he could, he could push for it. But I think he feels like, let's be strong on defense, which I guess, big picture, he gets credit for that too. But other than those two things, you know, picking the coordinator and, like, sort of telling John, go for it on defense and take as many defensive players as you want, I think that's about it. I mean, I, I, is he game planning? Is he helping D'Amico no. call plays? I think maybe the maybe the maybe the third thing is that he's not micromanaging the defense like he is the offense. Yes, he's you like, know, hey, I'll... you. Yes, your guy. That's your job. You can do it. I was gonna say maybe he's changed in that way because remember he was micromanaging in nineteen and twenty with the cornerback situation a lot, and it was just like, guy, Kyle, pick a corner like already. What's up yep. with Akilah Weatherspoon? What are you doing? You know that's why you got Brian Allen starting out there instead of Akilo. That's why. Miami Dolphins poo pooed you. Agree. Um, Agree. But I, I, I'm wondering if he does also, if he's kind of changed, if he's like tapered that down. At first, I thought, no, he doesn't because Samuel Womack's already pulled back and I thought he was fine. But I mean, shoot, right. look at him. Diamond De- De- Nor Lor is playing mm-hmm. the same, if not better. So maybe he's dialed that back. But yeah, I, I'd say like a, a, a third of the credit. I give him a third of the credit because you're the head coach. You, you got to get some semblance. I, have you wondered why Talanoa Hufunga didn't play last year now that he's so good? doesn't your mind kind of be like, well, wait, hold on. He couldn't have done this last year. You're telling me he couldn't have done this last year. Like the light bulb went off. So whose decision was uh, was it to go with the vet over the rookie last year? It feels like a Kyle decision, but we'll never know. 
Kyle, yeah, it's most yeah. likely a Kyle thing because D'Amico Ryan's did admit, I think it was last year, he's like, oh, the, whoever gets the starting nod is all in the Kyle's, it's Kyle's choice, no matter what. Right. Um, that's Absolutely. why Josh Norman got the starts. But people were wondering, where's D'Amador? Where's Ambry and all these players earlier on than, um, right. than having Josh Norman out there or exactly. whoever else they were trotting out? I, it felt so long ago because the secondary is like elite now. It's crazy what right. happens when you bring in some talent and uh, develop some. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, I think that's where you got to have to see if he's going to really reel it back in about the about the veterans and stuff like that. But right now, you know, you're seeing it. You're seeing it how they're playing on defense. There's a lot of like young talents. Drake Jackson's getting some nice snaps. Um, obviously, you know, like you said, the fungus playing lights out linebacker course, though, relatively young. It, every, it's not there's no washed up like players back there, old players. That's why they're flying around like bullets. Look, I, the reason I started off with this topic is because we're going to get into Kyle's offense pretty soon and. I think it's not looking good for him. So he needs to either fix that or rebrand himself as a defensive coach. Because as a defensive coach, he could be like the best one in the league right now. He should just be like, you know what? You thought I was coaching the offense. I was tricking you. Jokes. Jokes on you. I've been doing the defense and that's why we're so good. All we need now is an offensive coordinator. I don't know. I think that could work out for him. Because it's like, if you're going to be like the, you know, the team that's always close but never getting over the hump, and the reason is because your offense isn't good enough, I, that's rough. So maybe he should be like, no, it's actually someone else's offense isn't good enough. My defense is great. Nah, it's not going to work. It's not going to work at this point. So let's talk about his offense. Let's talk about his offense. Let's talk about the tight end. George Kittle, the guy I said the Niners should trade this offseason. The Niners are like, you're stupid. We're extending him. Okay. Well, in the last eight games, including last year with the playoffs, he has 21 catches for 220 yards and one touchdown. And before people say, well, hey, he's been blocking. He's been running routes on 52 of 60 uh, of Jimmy Garoppolo's 61 dropbacks this season. So um, that's not what's going on. He's running routes and Jimmy Garoppolo isn't throwing to him. Kyle Shanahan isn't making him the primary read or whatever. Why do you think this drought is going on and why is it? happening why it's been half a season what the hell maybe maybe he finally sees that not finally but maybe he sees that george kittle is not as great as a route runner they think he is you know i, I always felt like i don't i mean is he is he a great route runner i'm sure he's really good route what runner. are they paying him to do jose why do they give him all the money that they gave him i don't to understand because to, he can do both he's a decoy he's a freaking decoy on this team oh it's you think we're going to kittle juan jennings right same yep, way they play. Yep. Kyle, no one pays Kyle Usex the same way that more than them because he can do no. both. He can, hey, we can we can get him to execute. It's not just because he can block, great, but we can also send him out on a on a go route on a on a backside play action play because he's capable of it. Just because he's capable of it doesn't mean we have to use him in that sense all the time, you know. So it's 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 a little it's a little like a, like almost like a tuck and pull. But I feel like the way he's using him is because he really doesn't like where the offensive line is at. He wants Jimmy to be cleaner. Uh, I think I saw that Jimmy only got pressured once or hit once uh, against the Rams. So the more you can get him cleared out, uh, cleaned up, it's better to have that than to put Kittle out there. I guess that's what he's thinking. To, to me, it's like, you know what? Wouldn't you want to get Kittle more involved, like scheme him up? I mean, like you said, like it, it, the coach can literally be like, this play, mm -hmm. I'm demanding it. It's going to him. Just like the yeah. week before, the pick, to, the pick that Jimmy threw, the Debo, I believe that. Kyle literally said, "You're you're throwing this one straight to Debo, no matter what. He can do that. So, what? Why he's not doing that? It's making me wonder if he sees him less as like a real impact receiver and just uses him as a decoy now. That's crazy to me because they gave this guy so much money. Um, but like, 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's not, like, to, to that point about him blocking, he's not. He's doing great blocking on run plays, but on pass plays, he's almost always in the pattern. And so I just want to point out, like, some stats this year. Uh, Debo Samuel has 28 targets, 18 catches. Brandon Ayuk has 23 targets, 14 catches. Dude, Kittle is seventh on the team in receiving yards. He has 52 receiving yards this year. He has nine targets, six catches, 52 receiving yards. Ray Ray McLeod has more receiving yards. Jeff Wilson Jr. has more receiving yards. Kyle Juszczyk, Jawan Jennings, this guy has become a complete afterthought. And it's like, yeah, I wanted to trade him. I think he's a little bit on the downside of his career. But not like that. If he's on your team, you got to use him. You got And if you don't, your offense is going to suck. If he's just hanging around on the field, I think it's ridiculous, man. It's on Kyle. Jimmy just throws to the first read. No matter. He's not back there making decisions. He's like, where did Kyle tell me to go? Oh, okay, I'll go there. Kyle, call his number. It, it, which makes me. Kyle is so weird sometimes. Like, this, did, did George say something to you last year? Because <laughs> there was a stretch last year where he was like, like nine catches, 180 yards. All of a sudden, what did he say? What happened? Is he in your doghouse? Are you trying to prove a point? Like, oh, you thought you were famous and now you're nobody? I don't, I don't even begin to understand what's going on. But it's really super weird. Kyle, you got to call his number. You got it. He's been calling deep shots for Tyler Croft and Charlie Werner. Dude, stop. Stop right now. What are you doing? Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Simply ridiculous. It's kind of hard to argue that because he'll run those plays for them, but not George. Um, Maybe it's because he knows those guys won't regard him the same attention. Element of surprise. Element of surprise. I was like, hey, you're not going to expect my third or fourth tight end right. to come wind you up with a right. nice little sucker punch. And then when he drops the ball, it's like, oh, well, hey, maybe you shouldn't have called it for him. I wonder if Kyle isn't operating his offense in a way that he doesn't have to rely on George Kittle because he knows when George Kittle gets hurts again, he doesn't want to He doesn't want to be like, all right, maybe. I'm already used to not using him, so what does it matter? Wow. <laughs> that's the cynicalist in me. Wow. But that, but no, that makes sense, but if that's where you're at, you, you should have traded him last year, man, yeah. if that's where you're at. But look, look, blocker, and you paid him, then you look like a fool. You know, if you look at his numbers in the playoffs, he's never really had a big playoff game. Like the Niners, if they're gonna win a Super Bowl, they really gotta reintegrate George Kittle into this offense. They gotta. I mean, maybe don't overuse him early because he could get hurt. But at a certain point, he needs to be featured. Like he's seventh in receiving yards on your team. That can't happen. That can't happen. He should and be then, in the top three, dude. What are you doing, Kyle? Yeah, and then I wonder. And then I wonder if it's, it's because Kyle also, another thing, going back to the quarterback, if maybe he's like, I can't put too much on Jimmy's plate because he's already missing some of the wide-open receivers that <laughs> I'm dialing up now. So what am I going to add one more option for? He's just going to miss him. But, I mean, he had a couple of good throws to Kittle. I mean, I know one of them didn't count in the end zone. That were probably his best throws of the game of his season so far where he just throws them open. I was like, okay, Jimmy, you're, that's not usually your shtick, but that was a great two great throws you do right there, George, to anticipate throw. So, I mean, yeah, huge underutilization by Kyle. If you're supposed to be offensive genius, wouldn't you be able to get something schemed up so you can get this guy? Now, t- to be so fair, Kittle's only played two games out of the four. But still, I mean, <clears throat> 26 yards per game, three receptions per game. Like, these are all career lows. Like Could be slowly uh, integrating him <laughs> to a degree, maybe. Three receptions per game, 26 receiving yards per game. As a rookie, he had 34 receiving yards per game. And it's not like he's trash. He's he's catching 66% of his targets. I mean, maybe he's just coming off an injury and they're trying to go slow. But, like, yeah. it's the fact that it went, it, this is a pattern that went back to last season before the groin injury makes it, like, twilight zony. It's like, dude, what are we talking about here, man? It's like, am I taking crazy pills? Is Charlie Warner better than George Kittle right now? I don't understand Kyle's usage. So, look. We got to talk big picture on this offense. How much would you say this offense is underperforming right now? I mean, 
Let me just give you some numbers. It is currently ranked 27th in points scored and 24th in yards gained. And this is an offense with George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jeff Wilson Jr., Kyle Juszczyk, and Kyle Shanahan. Explain that. Yeah, and even if you want to throw in third downs, they're like middling in the pack and third downs look like a conversion, yeah. which is another huge thing I like to see. Um, yeah, they're underperforming. Of course they're underperforming. I mean, <laughs> but it kind of was always going to be even the thing, even once we saw Jimmy come in, because we already know who he was. He's not someone who's going to maximize your offense. Sure, mm -hmm. he could be efficient. Sure, he can help you win and keep your offense afloat, but it's not going to, you know, be over the hump it's not going to take you you know explosiveness you know mm -hmm. that's why i'm wondering if that that's not another site we can see of why kittle's getting underutilized because are you going to add more to jimmy's plate um it's it's debo 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 right now yuke's running wide open there's a lot there's a lot that's left to be had here and this offense has to pick up the slack pick up their own weight more times than not i know they had a better game against the rams than they did against the broncos but was the rams defense even that great no, not compared to no. Denver. You weren't on the road. So you they had to really, really find out how to they can carry their own weight because you're not doing your defense so many favors. If they didn't score that Talanaho Funga touchdown, you know, the Rams maybe feel like they got more life because that was pretty much the curb stunt that defense did. They need to get more. I mean, I know the running game's doing okay, but it doesn't feel like it's as dominant as it should be. Just the whole offense just feels very average to me. I mean, like, the Rams' offense doesn't look like it's underperforming to me. The Rams' offense looks like it's lacking talent. I mean, yes. if you have to talk about Ben Skoranek all week, you don't got it. You got no run game, no deep threat. You got Cooper Cup. You got Cooper Cup. The Niners have more than just Debo. They, got every, they, they have probably, I mean, they might have the best group of skill position players in the league. They're up there. And their offensive line, we, you know, we talked about it a lot. So far, Aaron Banks, pretty good. Jake Brendel, pretty good. Burford McGlinchey up and down, but I mean, they just went through a game giving up no sacks and they're running the ball decently enough. So it seems to me that, look, if, if I were to lay this all out to you and I was telling you this, you know, a team has these players, all these players, and they rank 27th and 24th, even with Jimmy Garoppolo on the team, you got to be thinking, man, this, whoever is coaching that offense is doing the worst job in the league, the worst job. You can't be ranked 27th in points with those players. Now, it's, it's early, and Kyle could figure it out and change it. But if Trey were the quarterback, they'd still probably be ranked down here. It didn't look any better with him. I don't know, man. I don't understand how Kyle Shanahan could be so bad with, the, with this amount of talent. I, I don't understand what he's trying to do right now. You could blame it on Jimmy. Jimmy's not helping, but, like, still, dude. He's had better offenses with Jimmy. What is going on? Too much talent. Way yeah. too much. He's just playing like a little too safe too, like not enough chances. But I mean, it's been the same story. We all, we all, we knew what this was gonna be though. Once Jimmy got installed, I mean, that's what we were hoping, and that's why we we're also we were hoping with Trey Lance going down the line, and that's what we also hated about him getting ran like that. It's because like yeah. you know you you, are, you know what you're gonna get yourself into if you hurt this guy for the whole season. You're gonna have this type of offense where you, if the first three is not there, God forbid, Jimmy doesn't get throw a pick second first of all because. You know, if the first three is not there, where the hell is he going to go? I mean, even the throw to Debo, like people. If the first three is not there, he's throwing it to the first three. That's exactly. in the story. So he, yeah. <laughs> Debo throw, yeah. he kind of airmailed it a little bit. I mean, if it's intentional yeah. or not, I mean, you know, he'll, I bet he'll say it's intentional. He'll say he was. Yeah, he'll say he was. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we we all know that's the type of throw he's thrown casually. Yes. So, I mean, it, it's not going to be shocked for him. I mean, it, it's kind of, it, you know, beating on the same drum here, but we all know this, this is Jimmy. 
You know, and he has less yeah. pressure now than than it's than uh, than years past because of what he gets paid and he wasn't supposed to be the starter. Yeah. So that's why I like to circle more Kyle. Even last week after that Denver loss, as bad as Jimmy was, it's like Kyle, where's where's someone throws to help your guy out here? Where it's more yeah. pressure on you now to be perfect because again, you're the one that brought him back. You're the one. He's the backup. He's getting paid less than he ever was. I felt like this week against the Rams, all of those throws were back, like the Jimmy gimmies, not the little flip passes that they did in the past that don't seem to work anymore. They don't do jet sweeps anymore. But just like the quick screens to the outside, I mean, those were working really well. To Ayuk, although he needs to get upfield quicker. To the horizontal game, the linear game, we like that. You, you that's that's Jimmy's where where Trey Lance excels up and down. You got this guy left to right, which is literally like football taboo when they say don't go east to west, go north to south. Right. You have that with your yep. quarterback, but hey, you know if you. The good part about that, and it works because you have a quarterback who can deliver very excellently within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage, yeah. and you have players you have players who can easily make that cut back and just zip easily. That's what Debo yep. did. He caught yep. it and made that cut back diagonally towards the other side of the end zone. And that it, you're using the strength because you're making all these mm-hmm. players flow to the defense flow to one side, and your guys just say, psych, I'm going to the other way. So it works. You just it's wonder it works. how long. But, yeah, but, like, I want to come back. Kyle, like, it's not good enough. I mean, just like the, the the slant screen passing game, it's not good enough. And he needs to turn this around. I, I, I guess I'm putting him back on the hot. He's on the hot seat. I mean, there's only so much credit he can take for with. The, he, there's only so much credit this defense he can take. Honestly, he can take some, but not that much. And then with this offense, he really has to acknowledge that. It's like woefully underperforming. There's it, there's no he's no more excuses. I don't want to hear that you're on your backup quarterback. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been your quarterback for a long time. No excuses. You know how to call games for him. You got the best tight end, the best gadget player. George uh, Ayuk's always open. Nah, man, figure it out. Wilson's having a great season. Use check. If he had any other name, people would be saying, "What is he doing in San Francisco?" But but that's not happening right now. I get it. He just won. But, dude, we're looking at your offense, man. 16 points a game. Uh, is that what they're scoring right now? 16 points a game? I mean, take away the defense of the special like team stuff. I'm just I mean, wondering what I, – I, I wish there was a site that would be – I'm going to start tallying this. Like, how much – where's the play actions at? It still feels like it's lost upon me. I saw they tried to do that with Trey, and the edges were just crashing on Trey. They're like, all right, we're just going to crash on yeah. Trey. Screw it, because yeah. I don't want him to swing out, yeah. which is smart by a defense standpoint. Yeah. But great, but now you don't have to worry about Jimmy doing that. So why can't – is it really that bad when Jimmy has to turn his back to the defense? Because they have dialed it back dramatically with this guy. And it's like, you know what? It's That's another underutilization of your offense. That's underperforming yeah. because you guys yeah. have a great running running scheme that will get the defense to drive into the line of scrimmage. And then you can get another Jimmy gimme in that sense and maybe even explosive play. Yeah, man. I mean, we, call, we keep talking about like this team's a quarterback away or this and that. I mean – I don't know. It just feels like if if Kyle and Jimmy can't get it done, if you just bring in a, a competent coach and a competent quarterback that are on the same page and like each other, man, this team could win a lot of Super Bowls. They don't even have to be great. But Kyle, like, you're supposed to be a genius. You're supposed to be at the top of your game. Your offense is underperforming. A good a good offensive coach should always have his group overperforming. You take the talent you're given and make it a little bit better. That's why you're great. You're taking the talent you're given and making it worse. How? Do you know how many coaches would be dying to have these players? Dying to have them. And you're 27th in points. Now it's early, and I'll give you some time to figure it out. But whoa, very alarming and very surprising. 
You're six, dude. Antonio, thank you very much. Flav says, I feel like these next two games should be opportunities for Kyle to win more with his passing game and let Jimmy Garoppolo in the offense grow some confidence, but he won't. Probably still run it 40 times. That's a good point, man. Because you're not going to win a Super Bowl with this offense. And you got to grow somehow. And this is an opportunity to grow. So, yeah, I feel you, Flav. Shout out to Flav. I've been through some things. All right. Speaking of Jimmy Garoppolo, can you win a Super Bowl with mediocre quarterback play in 2022? I keep hearing people say, I'm getting really, I'm getting 2000 Ravens vibes. Like Jimmy can be Trent Dilfer and, and the Niners can win a Super Bowl. Does that, that was 22 years ago. And then the Bucks Super Bowl with John Lynch and Brad Johnson, the, the other me- mediocre quarterback who won a Super Bowl. That was 20 years ago. League has changed. The rules have changed. What do you think? No, because we've seen this story twice and has it worked mm. out. <laughs> yep. I mean, you could argue this is probably the better defense than the Niners ever had last year. Obviously last year. And it's looking better than the 2019 one. I, we've seen this start before. We've seen yeah. it where it, even the, the only way it's going to happen if Jimmy elevates himself from mediocre play to average to with above average moments. For like and a stretch he, in the playoffs, which he'll never do. Well, Nick you, Foles exactly, did it. Joe nothing, Flacco did it. Yeah. You're asking You're asking for a per- – yeah, Flacco did it, and that was miraculous. Flacco did it. Itself. And yeah. since then, every quarterback – he was, he was gunning the ball down the field 10 years exactly. ago. Exactly. At least he yeah. had physical traits to actually yep. do more than he – than uh, he wasn't limited, basically. He wasn't no. limited, and you had a lot no. to play with that uh, with that offense. And Jimmy is just not – unless he's going to be someone who's going to be darting it, who's going to have like a handful of throws who can dart it 10 to 20 yards. It doesn't have to be the bomb, but he, he's threading the needle 20 to 15 yards, making nice conversions, doesn't turn it over. At that point, in terms of his game, he has to be perfect. And then the defense, like, God forbid, you're going to demand them to be at this elite level, which I know I talked about it last week because it's it's an unfair necessity, but that's what kind of seems the way it's going with this offense. But I'm I'm shorting that. The way it's going, we've seen the start before. It's going to be the same unless Jimmy somehow finds a great momentum that makes him play better than what he is. Now – I think some people will point to the 2015 Broncos. They won the Super Bowl. Their quarterback was 39-year-old Peyton yeah, Manning, who was awful that year. He threw 17 picks and nine touchdowns in the regular season. In the playoffs, though, he only threw one pick. And he wasn't great, but he managed the game. He didn't lose it, and he let Cam Newton lose it with that fumble that he didn't jump on. I was there. I remember that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Jimmy could be mediocre, but the type that you have to have the best, de- like one of the best defenses ever. Maybe the Niners do, and you can't make dumb mistakes. You have to play like a thirty-nine-year-old veteran. Jimmy's never, ever, ever done that. Again, his best play against his best play against the uh, the Rams was the near pick six that turned into a touchdown because Debo Samuel bailed him out. And then that that nice throw to Kittle, Ayuk was wide open. He's like, no, I don't want to throw to the wide open guy. Let me throw to the double cover guy. I mean, it was a nice throw, but it was also really difficult, and he didn't get a second foot in. Like, the easy one was right there, and he's like, oh, I don't throw to Ayuk. No, mm-hmm. I'm good. So weird. So weird. So, I, I mean, I don't think you really can win a uh, – I mean, I guess you can. But you, he'd have to become, like, a mature Alex Smith, Peyton Manning-esque game manager. And, like, I don't think Jimmy's that guy. I just don't. I don't. Yeah, Hopefully that's what I hope for is the same thing what Flav said is, I mean, we – I know he said it in his press conference after after the Broncos game. Oh, I got to shake some rust off. got to get back in the rhythm. And it's like, uh-huh. that was an excuse. But you know what? Jimmy has all – even looking back in 2019, he was always a, a rhythm thrower. That first half of the season, he was very average. And then he started stringing some, some games together. And it's like, okay, we got something here we can work with. If this guy can keep it up. And then and, and then he didn't after that Seahawks game. It's like, wow, if he's throwing it like this, this guy's on fire. The Niners are getting a great version of Jimmy. 
if he could play this, they're going to win the Super Bowl. And then he just he just became suppressed. Whatever the hell happened to him? If you can well, the get books out on him. I mean, I think the, like, the books out on him. Like if he throws on first down, he can get away with it because defenses are so geared to stop the Niners' run game. But once they're in situations where you know they're probably passing, if they're down, if it's late, if it's the third quarter, like the coverages that he faces are all the same. It's always single high, you know, hole defender. Let's take away the middle of the field, and he's never going to throw deep to punish that. He's always going to try to force passes into those underneath zones to, you know, get a, a seven-yard throw on third and six. And yeah, that first down is valuable, but you're also going to throw picks. You know what I mean? Like so that that, that fifty-seven-yard touchdown that was third and three. You're forcing a five-yard pass to a guy running a comeback. Most likely, he's going to get uh, caught, catch the ball, get tackled, and you'll just get five yards. And you're risking a pick six. Thankfully, it's Debo, and he turned an awful decision into a great play. But that's, that's Jimmy, man. He will risk it all for a six-yard throw in the first quarter. Like, what, why? Why are you going to win the game one way or another because of your defense, but you need this six-yard throw right now? Right now. And you're going to throw it in between four defenders. Like, all right, man. Well, keep doing that. See what happens. That's, anyway. You, you just said he doesn't have the same way as a, as a, as a 39-year-old veteran in the league who, in that moment, he's not going to be able to, like, pause for that .001 second and then right. be like, I can't throw this situation. Don't right. throw it away or go somewhere. Um, he, he's just not going to do that. And, again, that's why you got to somehow reach into your pocket and hope he can – Pull back, pull back the stopwatch and turn back time and be like, 2019, Jimmy, can we get some of that? Because mm. that kind of was peak Jimmy. That that was peak Jimmy. And if you can get anywhere of that, then you're, you're good. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I that then you're going to have to go back to play action plays. You, they don't run that. Got to get a more trickery, trickeration with the, with the counter plays. Doesn't run nearly as much as that, I feel like that. Any flip back. It just feels like a lot of bits, it, it's just underutilized. Again, going back to Kyle. Kyle, dude, this is why you're the genius. This is why you get to pay the big bucks. You got to get away, find the plays where your offense can execute it right, that you know you're going to get it down here in practice, and the one that Jimmy's going to nail right on the money. Yeah. Game managers uh, are low-risk quarterbacks. Jimmy's a high-risk quarterback with low reward. And I guess, I mean, we praised him uh, Monday night for not turning the ball over. Great. He nearly did. And um, <laughs> don't do it anymore. Your job <laughs> is to not throw picks. That's your Stop job. It. That's your holy job. Stop trying to be the star or whatever. Okay. What is the only downside of the Niners playing phenomenal defense, Jose? Yeah, I think the downside is that you got Kyle who's going to probably maintain this conservative nature all year long. Complacency. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what I thought of. And I, I thought I thought of that. I thought of this question the moment he – one of his first few answers, he said – well, it's good. It's no, we don't want to play great, great offense or something like that. He said something along the lines of maybe he said perfect or great, whatever the point is. Yeah. It's like, it's good knowing that, you know, we don't have to be great this drive, whatever. It's like, okay, so you know, you can go out there multiple drives and be like, ah, whatever, run, run, pass. Eh, it's fine. Defense, get out there. You got it. Just yeah. burning the clock down. And it's like, what? Like, yeah. look, man, I, I get it for this game, but I hope he's not thinking that mentality or the offense for the rest of the game. And again, we talked about Kyle's lack of accountability. That's a, that's a certain degree of lack of accountability right there. And that's something that's going to be heard from the freaking offensive locker player, uh, locker room from the players. You can't say, like, it's okay if we have, like, six bad drives, guys, because the defense is going to bail us out. And I know he's not saying that, but, you know, to my point, you, you, you cannot have this type of mentality thinking, like, oh, we don't got to be 
good at all because our defense is great. Yes, your defense is great, but is it going to be sustainable? Your yeah. offense is not sustainable, and it's going to be times where that deep – we've seen – once again, we've seen the story before where defenses plug the middle, yeah. they commit to the run, and now you're screwed, and you're going to demand the defense <laughs> – to be scoring your own points, right. you got to figure it out. The good point is you have all season long to figure it out while your defense is playing good. And there's no pressure to do it immediately now. But now that you have, you're playing two bad teams, you got some momentum to pick up so you can go against the Chiefs team that's upcoming, the Chargers teams that are eventually upcoming, the Rams. You kind of have to start picking it up and try to build yourself some type of a, some type of a head start. It seems like Kyle Shanahan – puts his offense in the garage after like the script like by halftime it's like oh we have 14 points shut it down we're Enough. good we're good it's, we'll get like a field goal later and then that we'll just win with 17 like dude that's not enough and you know i feel like andy reed used to be that way when he had alex smith as his quarterback when alex smith was andy reed's quarterback he would have this great script <laughs> yeah and they would score early and they would take a lead and then they would just do nothing the rest of the game and it ended up being this really close game it's like how are they you were you jumped all over him. What are you doing? Like, what would happen to the aggression you showed in the first quarter? He used to do that shit all the time, and it would—I never understood with Andy Reid. How could he really be a genius doing stuff like that? All of a sudden, he gets Mahomes, and now he's aggressive all the time, as he should be. Um, Kyle is that way. Like, I feel like if you just survive his script, if you can get through his first 20, 25 plays without giving up two touchdowns, you just might win. If if you're you know, trailing by only five or fewer points at halftime, you're in good spot because he's he's done with his offense at halftime. He might get three points. This year, they have 16 points after halftime. 16. On offense, Talano has seven on his own. That was clutch. But that's the thing. It's like the Niners are so good, and yet they almost were in position to lose to the Rams, who are not good, because the offense just did nothing in the second half. Three points. And eventually, the defense gets tired. Fortunately, Talano Hufunga mm-hmm. did that. But he's not going to do that every week. He's not. The offense will do that every week, though. That's their pattern. So not playing Matt Stafford every week. No, no. And and Talanoa Funk is not going to have 17, intercept, 17 pick sixes this year. So eventually the offense has to actually close out the game on its own, and it doesn't. And that's what happens. We've seen it. And, like, people that support Kyle Shanahan be like, well, the defense collapsed, collapsed in, the, in the Super Bowl and in, in the NFC Championship game. Yeah, that's what's going to keep happening to this team if the offense does nothing. Defense is going to get tired. That's the pattern. And we saw it happen on Monday night. Fortunately, one guy made a play, but that's not going to happen every week. So, so, figured out. Chris says, 16, 27, 239, nine of his completions were at or behind the line of scrimmage. Only two had double-digit, oh, man. Only two had double-digit air yards. If we're down and he has to push it downfield, we won't win because he can't do it. That's why he's an awful fourth-quarter quarterback. Correct. And you know what? The fact that he's still in this team playing is an indictment of so many people in the organization. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. They, 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 this never should have been. Never should have happened. If Steve Mariucci were the co- coach of this team and he still had Jimmy Garoppolo, we would be making fun of him. Making fun. If it was, that's the thing. If this was another coach, we'd be making fun of him. But it's Kyle, and he, you know, we you don't make fun of it's Kyle. His dad won. Guy. Yeah, his dad won a Super Bowl. They're, they're kind of like football royalty. But look at this, man. Look at this. Crazy. Steve Mariucci got fired after year six with a record of, I think, 59 and 37, something like that. I mean, he, he went to the playoffs that year. They, they won a playoff game, got fired, and he deserved it. So, Kyle, stakes are high. Two and two. Kevin F. says, can Jimmy stay healthy for 17-plus games Super Bowl? Yeah. Can, that's how about, can Kyle keep him healthy? Can Kyle keep any quarterback healthy that long? The two of them. 
That's crazy. Edgardo That's says, crazy. will we ever see a game like the Niners versus Saints 2019? Hell no. Oh, I'd be shocked. That feels like years ago. I know that's three years ago, but that feels like forever ago. Is that it going to be like... this week? Are the 49ers and Panthers going to combine for more than 90 <clears throat> points this week? What are you expecting from the Niners and Panthers? <laughs> no, it's going to be another stinky fest. Um, no, Oof. I think the Niners will have. I think the Niners will have more than a few successful offensive series than they did last week. I, I know the Panthers' mm. defense is really good. They're really good. Um, but I think the I think the Niners will, will be able to manage muster up some more points. You know, I think they can I think they can get a, they can get another twenty four point game, which is which is fine. It's just cool. I feel like it's like an offensive average if you get twenty to twenty four points. Um, but this time it won't be with help from the defense. Although I think they could get some help from the defense. So at that point, it'd be third like a thirty point score because Baker gives it up. Baker is so bad. My God, he's so bad. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is not the same player as he was. They they, they don't have who's a better more- player. Who's a better player, Baker Mayfield or Jimmy? right now it might be jimmy because i've only watched probably like a quarter a game for a baker and it's like what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing yeah. and then you have yeah. dj Moore, who's giving like little subliminal yeah. messages about like i'm open i don't know why like it's, it's okay. almost if, if it's not if it's not neck and neck i, I might just give the slight edge to, to jimmy at that yeah point. baker's baker's pretty trash man I, I i'm not yeah i'm not saying anything nice about him he's terrible okay keep going. reason i would have took baker like you told me like who's i'm like i'll take baker because he's got the arm but is be- is baker worse at acting or playing quarterback <laughs> right now it looks like quarterback quarterback yeah he's a better right actor. now it okay. looks like quarterback yeah i would say yeah he's, he should get back into those terrible commercials that he who's a better actor baker or jimmy jimmy <laughs> jimmy i think he actually believes what he's saying in there baker's doing way too much he tries too hard okay um the one thing like christian caffrey's healthy and you know the niners they don't have, they may not have armstead kinlaw a little little what am I, who am I kidding, man? They're going to score zero points. The Panthers suck on offense. The worst offense in the so league. Bad. The worst offense in the league. Probably the worst coach in the league, Matt Rule. He's going to get fired in like three weeks. He should have gotten fired years ago. I don't know why they hired that guy. Well, better than a double down on your mistake with Sam Darnold than to double down again with Baker Mayfield. You know why they hired him? Because he did such a great job with Jalen Hurd at Baylor. They were like, oh, my God. Jesus, dude. Are this you going to so do bad. that here? Yeah. If the Niners don't smoke this team, they don't cover the spread, which I think they're minus seven, and I think it should be higher. It should be like minus nine. But because it's at home, so that's already a 10-point swing, which is enormous. If if they don't cover – like if they don't win by at least like 10, then it's like, what are we doing here, man? It's hard to cover a seven-point spread when your offense is out there scoring 16 points a game. Yeah, and again, like I think the only – And you said the Panthers have a good defense, right? They They got Brian Burns, Derrick Brown. It's just I feel like at this point they just came from they, they played against well they did play against Kyler Murray in the offense that Cardinals offense looks so bad too they made a lot of dumb mistakes I just let's, think, let's hold on let's let's go through some players on this defense because they do have talent I mean on the D line Brian Burns is a great edge rusher Derek Brown's is a load in the middle uh, pause they got uh, J C Horn on the outside who's a hell of a player they got um, I mean J C Horn's kind of probably going to be matched up with Ayuk and, and Debo. This would be a good. They got Shaq Thompson in the middle. This would be a good week to get George Kittle involved. Remember '85? He used to catch so many passes. He was so good. '85. Who's this? They have another safety that's pretty solid too. I forget his name. He was like a rookie within the last two, three years. Jeremy Chin, Xavier Woods. Jeremy Chin, Jeremy Chin is solid. Jeremy Chin, where'd he go? He's from Illinois. Illinois. I don't know. I could be wrong. They don't say. But I remember him coming out. I really Southern liked Illinois. Okay, Southern Illinois. Southern Illinois. Good call. You were you were right, basically. It's all the same. All right, same hold on. Sean state. says, "Hey Grant, what do you think? Getting Legion of Doom trending online? 
No. Why? Don't copy the Seahawks. Yeah. Niners fans at this point, you you guys are going to be their team is going to be so much better than the Seahawks for at least like the next five years. You're better than them. They say something, do something better, name wise, and punk them forever because the Seahawks. Hey, is Geno Smith good now? Huh? Is Geno Smith good now? Dude, no, because he was playing against the Detroit team. But you know what? He is looking better than Russ this year. That's so interesting. So he's looking better than Russ, and Goff is looking better than Stafford. <laughs> Explain that. It's got, I told you last even against the Niners, remember, Russ is not good. Everyone kept saying it's the same Russ. Like, no, it's not. That what they're both peeled apart now. You you can't have you when peanut butter and jelly get separated, it's mediocre. They need to be good together. And that was what I was saying. They're a symb, they're, they're a symbiotic relationship. Once they're separated, one is not good without the other. Although Seattle might look a little better without than because you know. But you got hacking. What kind of relationship do Kyle and Jimmy have? Is it a toxic relationship? It's one of those relationships where like they get in a fight at every dinner party, and it's like, man, maybe they should break up. Maybe it they was. should see other people. It was. I read oh, a story that their beef was stemming from like 2018. And I was like, God Kyle's damn, like dude. constantly looking at other at other people at the party, and Jimmy's like, I'm right here. <laughs> 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 Hey, some, sometimes a little friction helps. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Big Tone seven hundred seven says leadership is uh, part of the quarterback job, right? Jimmy or Baker? Jimmy. Man, they're both leading the hell out of their teams right you know, now. Jimmy's a better. Jimmy's least respected. You know, when when <laughs> when, when they acquired Deshaun Watson, the players could not wait to slander the sky. The head coach was saying some things a little bit. I think about Baker. My God, they always talk about Jimmy leading the team. Like Jimmy what isn't even mean? a hitchhiker. He's not even a hitchhiker on the bus. Like, you remember at the beginning of um, Back to the Future where Michael J. Fox is, like, going to school and he's uh, on his uh, skateboard and he's, like, hanging on the back of that car all the way to school? That's Jimmy. Jimmy is Michael J. Fox on the skateboard hanging off the back of the car going to school doing nothing. That's Jimmy Garoppolo leading the 49ers. Jimmy's the homie in the trunk when your whole car is full and you can't fit him in the car. No, I hate that take about leader because I feel like leader is a defensive term more so. Not saying it's not – you can't be using offensive sense, but when I say, like, he's such a leader, I think about linebacker or safety or, like, even an edge rusher. Like, that's a leader. Like, he's out there pounding his chest. He's getting sacks. He's padding passes. He's locking down. I feel like leader is more – should be – I don't know. The way it's more defensive-oriented to me. Not Again, not to say that you can't use an offense, but I feel like it carries more weight defense like aren't the leaders leader. aren't the leaders supposed to be the people who are the most invested in wins and losses i mean the leaders aren't the guys who are like smiling and cheesing with their former teammates after the loss to denver on national television like the, the guy the leaders are the ones that take the loss the hardest usually i mean i was in that locker room i saw fred warner he, he had to like stare yeah, at the he had to like stare at the ground and talk to nobody to collect himself for like minutes I mean, Frank Gore used to cry after law. I'm not saying you have to do stuff like that, but those are usually the, the leaders, the ones that take it the hardest and that push the hardest to win. And Jimmy's right now, his attitude is kind of like, hey, man, I shouldn't even be here. You know, like, you can't really fault me. I didn't want to be here. You got, all that kind of stuff. Like, okay, well, you're not a captain. You're not, you're not as invested as Fred Warner. I wouldn't yeah. consider him a leader right now. He's just, excuse me, he's just uh, filling time. You could say what's up Doing to your time. teammate, but being all cheesy, like nothing just happened, like just look like a little bummed or something, be like, what's up, man? It's all Gucci. Like, oh, plenty of times, I mean, I think any athlete, whether it's high school, peewee, college, like, I know plenty of my old friends who, who used to play in, like, college, they were just like, yeah, I used to, when I go watch the support and they go out there, they go say what's up to their homies and, like, all bummed. It's like, yeah, yeah, jaw, whatever. It's like, uh, you're, you're supposed off. to act that way. 
You're supposed to act that way. And you know, like, if you've been in a locker room after a loss, what is it like? What's it sound like? Quiet. Quiet. There's, you More never see a player in there like laughing it up. And if they did, teammates would be like, yo, not now. You never see that. And that's in all sports, baseball, basketball. If a team lost, it, it, it sounds like a funeral for that night. It just does. And and that's for uh, media too. You can't walk into the, the locker room talking at your normal tone. People will be like, dude, they lost. This is very serious. So I mean, this is the way it is in pro sports. You gotta, you gotta show. I mean, there's a lot of money at stake. There's a lot of people's jobs at stake. You, you at least have to fake it. Because I don't think they're really acting that. I don't think they really are about to cry. Although Frank Gore did. But you gotta act like you, you know it really matters. It's just mad. You, it, get, you get mad. You yeah. Get mad when you, you lose mad. anything. You mess up. I think so. Antonio says leadership is also shown by example in the game. That's yeah, true. leader. He 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 leads by example when when he steps out of. The back of the end zone. That's leading. Jason says, uh, and sold on, I'm sold on trading Kyle Shanahan. What value would he get? I don't know. I mean, it seems like trading Kyle would be kind of like trading Kittle right now. Like, you're trading low, selling low right now. Who wants Kyle in his 27th ranked offense now? I don't, who wants Kyle in his quarterback developing uh, skills right now? Hey, yeah, Kyle, we got, we, we got a young quarterback who's kind of struggling. Why don't you come over here and run in between the tackles? I can do that. No, well, we want Brock Purdy. Why don't you bring Brock with us, with you? I don't know, man. Kyle, Kyle's looking a little sus right now. He's got a, you know. He's, he's looking questionable, but. Looking a little questionable. Let's, let's relax but on just the get rid of him thing. Because if he's on the, yet. you know, the, the, the Broncos would trade for him. The Panthers right now would trade for him. The Bears would trade for him. Every team would have traded for him except for the Rams. Every opponent they face so far. His offense is underperforming. I'm sorry. I mean, he's got all the pieces. He lost Trent Williams. Okay. But he's got the best skill position guys. He's got the quarterback that he wants, who knows his system. He had another quarterback, too, that he traded up for, broke that guy. I don't know. I, I'm starting to feel like he's got some fraudulent tendencies, and he needs to prove it right now. I don't want to hear any excuses. You got it all. And this is the team you wanted, and it's year six. So you lost Mike McDaniel. Who cares, man? You lost Trey Lance. That's your fault. Make it work. Have an above-average offense. Above average. How about that? Can, can, can you just be a little bit better than the talent you have? That's that's always what I thought a good coach was. You take the talent, you make it a little bit better. I mean, if you have nothing, no one expects you to win a Super Bowl. But if you have it all, you got the defense, you got the skill position players. What is your excuse this year? But again, they might win the Super Bowl. They might never lose again with this defense. I don't know. But I think that he does his best when we, when we put the pressure on him. So I'm not taking it off. Is that why he likes it so much? That's why he gives you those beautiful stares that like i respect the hell out of you man <laughs> nothing says i respect you more than a kyle shanahan looking you straight in your soul and it's like i get that because anytime he loses i'm on his ass and it's like dude do, do i do, do i have to be the one to pounce on him all the time but the way i feel is like if i don't ask the question no one else is gonna no do it and the fans want to hear it and so I, i'm it's like that's why I'm trying my best to ask him, you know, non-confrontational questions too. Just to show him like, dude, I'm not here to be in a war with you. I'm not trying to get famous off of our little back and forth. Although I'm just trying to pick up the slack because other people here don't want to ask about these questions. And thankfully last week, a lot of people did. So Yeah, um, and even, yeah, and last week, even when they weren't, um, yeah. some of them were just borderline. Like, not even like, it's like, dude, why are you getting so, so arrogant and snarky right now, man? It's like, yeah, man. answer the question. It's a fair pissed. question. About, yeah. Like, that's their loss. So yeah, it makes sense for a coach because they, they spend hours. They sleep in the freaking offense a lot of times. Yeah. So I don't blame them for being pissed. 
But it's like, hey, that's part of the job, dude. You get up there and you have to answer. Be professional. You're over here crying yeah. about Debo having a game changer chain, which great. Who cares? Yeah. You're crying about that, but you're going to go up yeah. there and like, you know, poo poo on some report. It's part of your job, dude. That's great. We all have parts yeah. of our job we don't like. And it's one thing for him to feel like, why am I getting all this uh, criticism year one or year two? I have excuses. I just got here. I took over a bad team. We're we're building it up. This is year six, dude. You got no excuses. You're two and two. You're riding the coattails of your defense and your offense. Not only sucks, but it's really underperforming. It's very talented. It's extremely talented, and you're the common denominator here. So... When you have a bad game, you just stand up there and you graciously talk and answer questions with your hands. You know, like, like it's the military, man. What, what, what do you want to hear? I'll say it. What, you just got to take it. And, and I think the whole, like, arrogant, I'm above it is not playing well with your fans. To his credit, he hasn't acted that way this week, but he just won and no one's questioning him. So exactly. we'll see what he acts like after the next loss, which shouldn't be for a while. I just won Kyle versus I just lost Kyle. It's so it's so stark. It's just crazy to me because like mm-hmm. you know, for instance, twenty nineteen was the first year I covered the team, and when I was actually allowed back there, it was like God. Kyle's very very open and transparent with the majority of his answerings. Like this is a great coach. Yeah. I'm like a freaking winning. Look how open he is, and I believe what he's saying to his players. And I still think it's, it's the truth. But after that twenty twenty season where everything went bad, you, you just got short answers, monotone, piss, and it just became worse and worse and worse. And you can see it in his facial hair and his actual mm-hmm. hair. It's true. How much stress is coming through. And again, it's like it, it, I don't blame him, but again, dude, this is this is this is part of it. You know, this, yeah. this is part of it. And what's crazy is like, so he's really gracious during the off season and after wins. When he's not being questioned, if if the question isn't Kyle, why'd you do this thing that didn't work? He hates that. If it's anything else, he loves it. But after losses, when he actually has to answer questions like that, he's very, he gets the red ass, as I would say. He's, he's very defensive and, and arrogant. And um, yeah, did, did you Bill Walsh at- was the opposite. Bill Walsh was the opposite, from, at least what my dad said. When they would win, he would be kind of arrogant, like no one believed in us. Oh, now you <laughs> want to praise us. But when That's they when up. they lost, he would be like, hey, any question you want to ask, I'm totally open. He was almost like, you know, a Catholic in church. Like, let me let me confess. You know, this is, let me confess my sins, which I think is more endearing. Although you really shouldn't be arrogant in either way. But like, after a loss, that is not the time to be like, I'm... I'm the shit. Like, no, 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 no. Don't do that. That's not going to make you look better. I don't, I don't know if you look at the transcripts from the other teams and the post game that the Niners provide us, but a, a lot of times when Kyle loses versus when the other team loses, and this is revealing, especially from, you know, his understudy or protege, his friend, Sean McVay. I've never heard Kyle say this. Opening statement. All right, first of all, congratulations. The 49ers did a good job. I, I know he says good job. But he goes off and just says, like, defensively, I know that, you know, we story of the night, offense perspective, self-inflicted wounds, like, we messed up, da, 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 they did a good job. And he goes on a tangent. I'm not saying he has to do that all the time, but it's like, dude, like, everything just sounds like, everything just sounds like an excuse almost or just a mm-hmm. cover-up, just like, you can't mm-hmm. ask me anything. But McVay right. is like, you're more accomplished than Kyle, and he's over yeah. here being more be more friendly, a little more humble, I would say. You know, he, 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 he comes across as arrogant, but actually, it actually comes across more as insecure. If you can't specifically talk about your mistakes, because you know what you did wrong, but if you can't talk about it, it's like you seem insecure. Like you're, fr- you're afraid someone like me with a little bit of ammunition could take you down. Like how weak are you? You're Kyle Shanahan. You should be able to take a loss in stride, you know, take accountability like Trey Lance and move on to the next one and win the next game. I mean, that's you should be able to do that. 
Other coaches can. To say it. Um, Josh Wyatt says, you guys talk about Jimmy like he's the worst quarterback in football. Can we just be honest? No sacks Monday. It wasn't because the O-line blocked anyone. Yeah, it's because he threw like nine screen passes and 17 slants. I mean, if if a defense is just going to give up the, 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 the screens and the slants all day, then Jimmy will be fine. I mean, he's still going to throw one pass that should get picked, but he can throw those routes. He can throw like three routes. So if you don't take him away, he can hit them. I like to think we are being honest. We're just giving our we're just giving our opinion from the game. Yeah, right or wrong. He can. Yeah, he can, not, act, he can do right. some things. Your team has to get it right because if we're getting it right, yeah. that means we're that means they're doing something wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm not blaming him for the offense underperforming. We've seen him, you know, be part of a better offense than this. I, again, I it's hard to explain. I'm not putting it on him. Yeah, mm. pressure on him Big, gets again because expectations were low this year. He's not getting paid the same, so you know, you still get scrutiny, but it's not on him as much as anymore. Big Tone 707 says, El Jefe looks good. Nice burst. He's talking about uh, Jeff, Jeff Wilson, Wilson Jr., right? Let's get Jeff Wilson Jr. Jr.'s numbers because he's having a good season, and I think he I know. You were hating on him after that one game. I was. Yeah, it was just raining. So, so far, he's got 255 yards. He's averaging 63 yards per game. He's got four and a half yards of carry. Solid. Nice. Solid. Nice. Good so job, Jeff Wilson Jr. That's solid. Just another, just another piece of evidence that points to the Niners' offense underwhelming drastically. But the Imagine thing is, if you take away those one, those one runs he did and against Denver and against the Rams, you know, it's I, not good. I think, I think we looked. I think I had a debate with my cousin about that, saying like he thinks it's so simple that they can just the Niners can just run the ball. And he's like, look at it, Jeff Wilson average, you know, so, 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 right. so eighty yards, twelve carries. Like, yeah, dude. But if you take away that one large run, right. you know, it's great. You want the large. I'm not saying you shouldn't have right. it, but. You take it away, you kind of see that it's it's a lot it's a lot top heavy. It is. That being said, though, the Niners' best drive in the second half, uh, in the third quarter in this this game against the Rams, was mostly um, running the ball. You know, it was that throw to use check for thirty five, but then it was it was uh, Wilson for five, Wilson for eight, Wilson for eight, uh, use check for nine. So Kyle gets in a rhythm where he actually finds things that work, and it was like if you remember, it was. Um, from the gun with like split belly action, like uh, the H back going across. Mm-hmm. Man, you have so many things you can do. Just keep cycling through until you find something that works, and then stick with it. And in this I game, it was like pulling guards and stuff from the gun between the tackles. It worked against this team. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You got to figure out what it works against that opponent. He found yeah, it. This is some rhythm play calling. We saw it last yeah. year too, when it was like it wasn't a problem so much with the quarterbacks. Like, can can he find his? Can he find his rhythm? Can he find his groove? And as soon as he, d- yep. I'm more concerned about his rhythm than I am about Jimmy's. To be honest, that's true. That's true. Jimmy can be Antonio's, off. He's playing well. That's true. Antonio says Kyle Shanahan is his own worst enemy. He had the solution, Trey Lance. I can't disagree with that. He is his own worst enemy, and it's like you know, the, all I really think I'm not sure if they are, but all of these people in sports should have sports therapists. There's just so much pressure on them. And, I mean, pretty much everyone should be in therapy if you can afford it. It's very expensive. These guys can all afford it. And I'd love to know, what the th- if, if he weren't therapist, like what the therapist makes of Kyle Shanahan's self-destructive streak. Where does that come from? And how do you fix it? Because it's there. I'm sorry. He, is a, he has a self-destructive streak, which is strange. He is his own worst enemy. And you can see it at the end of games. I would love to know where that comes from and how you get rid of it. It's crazy. Crazy. Anyway. Jose, good stuff. Good show. What's our Thanks score prediction? Here. Early score prediction for this game. And how many sacks both are gonna get? I don't know. Were the Nines gonna score like 17 again? I think they Let's can see. get like 20, 24 still, to be you honest. You think so? You think so? 
Yeah. I think I think they're gonna they're really? gonna be like a handful of stall drives still like we saw, but I think they'll make a couple more breakthroughs because the game's not at 10 a.m. If it was at 10 a.m., I might I might feel like they're score less, but it's at no that's at normal time for us. Carolina's given up 21 points per game. You think the Niners are gonna score Get that more average, than? Yeah. 2024, give or take three points. Hey, that's not, that's not, that's pretty much around their average. 20 to 24. Right, man. I mean, they have the talent to score 20, 20, 27, 30 against this team, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm not making my score prediction yet, but I, I still kind of feel like this offense is a ways away no, from. No, I'm not saying to that. keep it now because, you know, we both do our game yeah. prediction on Saturdays. I'll change it. Yeah. I'm just thinking right now out loud, I think it's going to be like 24 to like 10. And that's will, because will it's probably going to be one turnover where they give the Browns, to 10? Like, the Browns, the Panthers, like some nice field position. I'm not sure the Panthers score. They might get zero. They could, yeah. I mean, they might get freaking zero. I don't know. This defense is too good right now. They, they're like a few injuries away from being vulnerable. Did you happen to see know. what Matt Rule said about being pretty much saying like I'm afraid Baker's gonna get hurt in this game? <laughs> He's like talking about we don't have a backup. Which, you know, Sam's hurt because he knows the pa- because of the pass. I think I don't know what the question was. I would assume it's because they mentioned like, what are you gonna do? Like predict Baker? You know. Matt Stafford was on the ground like 80 times that game and under pressure 90 times. So, I mean, you know, he was literally saying, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, Sam Darnold, we don't, you know, he's he's not out there. So it's going to be, and it's like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah. he's, he's pretty much admitting, yeah. like, yeah, Baker's going to get slammed, man. He's going to. Either Baker or Christian, you know what I mean? Like, either if, if you don't put the game in Baker's hands and you're just going to hand it off to your little running back over and over and over again, it's going to be bad for, for Carolina. Fred can snuff him out easy. Three nothing is going to be the Niner is going to be the final score. Niners win three nothing, and Jimmy's going to get all the credit. That's disgusting. All right, looking forward to it. Thanks for uh, watching, everyone. Good stuff, Jose. I'll uh, I'm going down to Santa Clara soon, so we'll see what Kyle has to say about his offense. Deep eye contact.